This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented. And let's be honest, I go for ambition, not luck. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. Here we go. It is our three of the daily tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. Please give me a robe. I'm never going to stop asking for one. Coming up in the final hour, we give you our favorite plays for this weekend in the NFL when we throw down our weekly pick six. Then at 820, I am really looking forward to this. We're going to talk Army, Navy with the voice of the midshipman, Pete Medhurst. And finally at 845, it is the voice of the BetQL network, sort of the donkster making his final appearance of the week when we bring you our best bets. Dear Diary, I just turned a half century old. I've experienced a lot of things in my life. And the one thing I've always wanted from an employer that I love, from a sponsor that I love, is a plush, comfortable, terry cloth robe with a large lion on the back. I have been asking, I have been begging, begging on live national radio for years for a robe. You can't get a 50 year old, I could die tomorrow. I need this robe. You can bury me in this robe. Bury me in this MG. I want a robe. I don't know who's listening. Like I said, call Greta who does Needlepoint in Hendersonville, Nevada, wherever, just get me that robe. That's all. That's when you ask me, hey, Jinx, what do you want for your birthday? Well, what I want, but I probably won't get is a comfortable robe. I got to get that robe, Chelsea. You know who you need to ask? Santa. Can Santa make this happen? Double D. It's time to write a letter to the North Pole. It is. You're right. <laughs> Dear David, I know you're busy working the audio board oh. in Chicago. <laughs> if I come to the Windy City and sit on your lap and ask you nicely for a robe, will you and your best friend Rudolph bring me one? Double D, yes? Can we make this happen? You don't need to sit on my lap, dude. It's cool. Uh, you, no. He wants to. I though. want to. Yeah. I want Yes, thank you, Chuck. <laughs> Um, that be- Come on! That being said, let me see what I can do. I I can bend an ear. About the robe or the lap Ooh. sitting? The robe. Oh. 
<laughs> I mean, I, I, I do. I do maybe work in the same city as you know our boss, so I can bend an ear. Bitch is the man. I have a All great right, idea for our oh. daily tip lounge and club. We are now yes. going to be offering lap sits with Santa. David, this is now your official role. You didn't want to be the bouncer, so now you've got another role. You're going to be mm-hmm. sitting on a nice, comfortable chair, and you're going to be offering lap sits from Santa. Nailed it. I'm okay with that. $20 Ooh. a pop, Double D? You'll be a rich guy. We'll put you behind the velvet rope, buddy. We'll put you in the champagne room. Not Champ- just anybody gets to sit in Santa's no, no. lap. No, no. Not the champagne room. The candy cane room. The oh. eggnog room. The nog. The nog right? room. <laughs> Somehow that sounds worse. What goes on in the nog room? Well, you just got to go and experience it, man. Nobody talks about it. Just go up there. The nog freeze slowly or slowly freeze, whatever. Oh, yeah. Are you Let's an stay away from person? that one. No, I do not like eggnog at all. Do you? Me neither. Gross. Oh, like, it's too eggnog. thick. I don't like it. I had it once when I was a kid. I feel like eggnog is a very, like, it's a very niche thing. Bill, do you like eggnog? No. No, I don't either. It's just, it's gross, right? I mean, maybe if you throw some booze in it, you can stand it. Ugh, but I wouldn't, so thick. I wouldn't sit around and be like, you know what I need? You know, good Big glass of eggnog. It's so nasty. It's something that you give it a chance because you feel like it's festive, but like I can only go so far. Like it's like fruitcake, you know? Don't so many people give fruitcake a chance because they're like, ah, it's the holidays, it's fruitcake. No, it's disgusting. Santa, do you like nog? I do enjoy nog with rum. I knew it. You would. You would. with milk and cookies. Like, it, it's more about. Oh yeah. It's more about the rum than it is the nog. I'll just say that. <laughs> well, okay, fair. That's a fair point. I get that. I've never had rum and eggnog. I don't know. I'll drink just about anything, but I don't know if I do that. Ugh. 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 Is that a no, Chelsea? It sounds like a no. What's worse, drinking eggnog or watching the Jets' offense? Mm, probably watching the Jets. I'd rather have something with rum in it than sit through four quarters. At least I'd be done quickly. You know, like maybe within a half hour. Like, All right, it took me a while, but I but I sucked down this rum and nog. I don't want to watch four quarters of Zach Wilson slinging it around, throwing incompletions and picks. No thanks. You actually you actually challenged me with something, and I I'm choosing eggnog. That's how bad the Jets' offense is. Zach Wilson is the eggnog of NFL quarterbacks. That's what I'll say. <laughs> well, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's how we're leading our pick six. Pick six. Pick six. All right. I'll get things started. You know why? Because this is your eggnog special right here. <laughs> when you visit the Daily Tip Lounge, there is only one place to go. Upstairs into the nog room and into the lap the warm lap of Double D by Santa. I am not trusting Zach Wilson at quarterback. This cat reportedly didn't even want to play a few days ago. 
I'm playing this down to three. It's only minus 136. Texans by a field goal. Jets have no chance of making the playoffs. They've lost five straight by at least four points or more. Look at the Texans in the mix for a playoff spot. They will be motivated, and they're not going to have to score much because the Jets cannot move the football again. Play it down to three. Texans by a field goal. Double D's lap. Nog room all day. Jets going down. Texans minus three in the Meadowlands. I'll be with you, but I'm going to play the normal number. Three and a half. I'll take the Texans here. It's the better passing attack, although you should be wary of the weather that could be incoming into the Meadowlands. Uh, Some tough weather expected. Do you think Zach Wilson is going to succeed, number one, just in general? Number two, when there's a chance of bad weather? I don't think so. Like, the way you beat the Texans is through the air. Uh, And I don't think Zach Wilson could do that, even on a good day. They're actually pretty good against the run. So I'll take the Texans here, the better team, better defense uh, when it comes to stopping the run. And plus, I think I just have more faith in C.J. Stroud here. This is still a short number. I am not a believer in the Zach Wilson revival project. So I will take the Texans on the road here, minus three and a half. Like I said, uh, some weather expected. If you want to watch it, one Eastern kick on Sunday. Pick six. Pick six. I think we're going to have another squad play here. So let's get it. Chiefs money line. Minus 125 against the Bills. That's a cheap price for a Kansas City victory, is it not? The Bills have had an extra week to get ready for this game. I can't say I care. The Bills have been way too inconsistent. I want the Bills to win. If you're a member of the Bills Mafia, I, I'm with you. I am with you. I want to be dropped down into a fiery table. I want to make out in a porta potty with the lovely Catherine in the parking lot. I want to be part of that experience. I see your face, Chelsea. Oh, no, you got to go all in if you're a member of the mafia. Whatever it takes. But the Chiefs just do not lose back-to-back games. It's rare. I mean, very rare. Kansas City has won 11 straight games coming off a loss. Andy Reid will have these guys ready. And since we're talking about a straight-up win... Or a straight up loss here. Bills just one and four on the road this season. I am in a perfect position. You are in a perfect position to buy low on the Kansas City Chiefs. And that is the call. Chiefs minus 125 on the money line. Yeah, I'll take that position over making out in a porta potty. I will not be doing any of that. <laughs> I do not wish to do that. That sounds disgusting. In fact, I would rather hold it in than use a porta potty ever. I'll be with you on the Chiefs on the money line, though. The key nugget here is the Chiefs coming off a loss straight up 18-3 and in the Patrick Mahomes era. This has been a spot where they have been cash money. They're playing at home. Anytime you give me Patrick Mahomes as a minus 125 money line favorite at home, that is too cheap of a price for me to ignore. And plus, this Bills team has been wildly inconsistent. Yes, they are fully capable of performing and playing with some of the best teams in the NFL, but would you want to trust the Bills in a close game? How many games have they lost in overtime? Have they won any? It feels like they're 0-6 in um, overtime games. So this is not a team I want to trust in a close game. I'll trust Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. The big game in the AFC set for 425 in the East. Big six. Let's head out west, shall we, Chelsea? 
Broncos, Chargers, under 44. First of all, I will say it. I see a lot of people taking the Broncos outright. If you're looking for plus money, they are three-point dogs in this game. The Chargers just look like one of those teams. You know how it is in the NFL. Sometimes you can get better as the season goes on. Sometimes you can get worse. I think the Chargers are getting worse. They scored a total of six points against the Patriots last week. Six points for the love of God. And they're really banged up. This is an injury-laden team. And also, if you look at the totals in each of the Chargers' last six games, they've gone over 44, the total in this matchup, only once. And these are two under teams in a big way. Broncos, 5-7 and seven to the under. The Chargers are even worse. They are 3-9 and nine to the under. I expect that Broncos defense to come alive, continue to play well. Chargers can't move the football. Under 44, Denver and L.A. at SoFi. I usually like unders in divisional matchups as well. Feels mm-hmm. like the teams are familiar and they kind of know each other's strengths and weaknesses. Uh, if you want to watch that one, I don't know if you said the start time. It is at SoFi Stadium, 425 Eastern. It's on the late slate in L.A. Big six. Big six. All right, finally for me, I'm going to go with the over 44 between the Colts and the Bengals. We were waiting on a weather report. It looks like we're not going to have any type of precipitation and lower winds in Cincinnati. It's going to be cold. But still, I think both of these offenses can get it going, starting with this Bengals defense who gave up 400 yards of offense to the Steelers. To the Steelers. Have you seen their offense? They fired their offensive coordinator, and that was the game after. Uh, Still, you look at this Bengals defense, they have been pretty uh, gratuitous. They have been very nice to opposing quarterbacks, at least when it comes to fantasy numbers. And plus, this is a Colts team that is not afraid to let Gardner Minshew sling it. He has thrown uh, at least 40 times in three of their last five games. Then I think you get kind of a value here on the Bengals. Even without Joe Burrow, they still have a ton of weapons around Jake Browning, who has shown us what he can do with Jamar Chase, with T. Higgins, uh, to all of the guys they have in that backfield. So I think we're going to see some points in this one. I'll take the Colts and Bengals over 44. It seems like a pretty low number. So let's take the over I think so as well. Colts and Bengals Sunday in Cincinnati at one o'clock in the East. So you're buying in on Jake Browning. Are you worried about any? He looked awesome. Don't get me wrong. Last time out, he was unbelievable against the Jags. But are you worried a little bit about him maybe regressing a little bit? Well, I don't need them to win. I just need them to score some points. You know, that's that's what I mean. If he he regresses to the point where he can't, you know, he can't get into the end zone. Are you worried about that? Or do you think, all right, he's got enough juice on that offense and he can get us there? Yeah, I think he's got enough players around him. And I did like the game plan of doing the shorter passes early on to get him warmed up. So I kind of like the way that the offense is trending. And I still think you get some value because people see that and they say, oh, it's a backup quarterback. We're not going to see that many points. So I'll hope for the best, but I'm not going to lie. I didn't love this week's NFL slate. I like the props yeah. better, but really when it comes down to it, I think Chiefs money line is the only one that I like truly, really like. Like I like those other plays, and of course I gave mm-hmm. my justification for liking them, but this week normally I will look down the slate and see like several plays that I really like and I have a tough time narrowing it down to three. This week mm-hmm. that was not the case. Yeah, I was the same way. I, yesterday before we narrowed our pick six down, I had – 
five or six games that I handicapped, and I don't know if there was one that I felt super strongly about. Even the Texans, which I like playing it down to three, I mean, that's come down from four and a half. So why mm-hmm. is the money moving towards the Jets? You know, I still think the Texans are the right side, but that doesn't make any sense to me. It makes me feel like maybe I'm missing something. So I'm kind of like you. Chiefs, money line, probably my favorite, even though it's just it's just a tough word this week. Coming up next year on the show, when it comes to this next game, all you have to say is two words, Army, Navy. We preview it with the voice of the midshipman football team. It is Pete Medhurst next on the Daily Tip from BetQL presented by Adam Jim. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM with Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. You know what time it is, Double D. Give a little hit of that. Mm-hmm. It is a Friday. Daily Tip of BetQL presented by BetMGM. We are live across the country from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. in the East. I'm Michael Jenkins. She is Chelsea Messenger. Coming up shortly, we will chat with the voice of Navy football, Pete Medhurst. He will get us ready for the annual showdown between Army and Navy in Foxborough this weekend. Chelsea, when you talk about bucket list items in sports, this is I cannot believe I have not been to Army-Navy because they played it in Baltimore. They played it in Philly. It was right up the road here, and I think I was working when they played it at M&T Bank Stadium where the Ravens play, and I didn't get to go. But I have to see Army-Navy at some point. The Kentucky Derby is something else I want to experience. But when it comes to football, and I'm going to ask Pete about this, you can truly forget about records. When you talk about history, Army-Navy is about as good as it gets. And what about you? When you think of sporting events or something you really want to see that you haven't attended yet, what would that be? Well, I definitely don't want to go to Army-Navy because I will feel like such a waste of a human being. Like, I don't want to be surrounded by service academy members where I'm complaining about, like, the line at Target, and they're like, yeah, we protect and serve this country. So, like, I don't want to be surrounded by that many people who are, like, that much better than me. And also, I don't want to do anything that's cold. Like, I know, like, I'm complaining about being in line at Target. Do you think I want to sit in the cold and watch anything? No. I refuse to go to Titans games if the weather's, like, below 45. Like, that's my line. Oh, my Lord. Well, you can still appreciate our fine men and women of the military and not compare what they do to what you do. Like, you don't want to say, I hear you guys. I mean, I was at Target the other day, and the line was crazy. What a battle. So, <laughs> I feel you. I mean, <laughs> it was a real war. <laughs> well, I hate I when people what, do that. They compare the sports to, like, war, and it's like, nah. This basketball game between the Pacers and the Hawks was not a war. There was no defense. Well, whenever they have Army, <laughs> Navy, and it's 88 degrees outside, then you finally get to go. When that December day hits, when it's when it's in the high 90s, you can finally go to Army, Navy. But I, I like it when it's Army, Navy, and it's cold, and it's snowy, 
They're just a slugfest in the trenches running the football. Ah, we got to get to Pete Medhurst now. I'm so excited about it. He is the play-by-play voice for Navy football. Follow him on Twitter at Pete Medhurst. Pete, good morning to you. And I know your schedule has been all over the place. Foxborough and back to Annapolis. You're going to be broadcasting this game. And I was talking about having an appreciation for Army-Navy. And so as someone who clearly knows this rivalry, can you sort of put in perspective the meaningfulness here and how incredible this series is? Yeah, first of all, good to be with you guys. Good news, Jenks. Uh, game is in D.C. next year, Baltimore the following year. So you get two great oh, opportunities. Really? Yes, coming oh. your way. Uh, awesome. Chelsea, it's going to be 54 in Foxborough mm. on Saturday. So we could get you Ooh. there since it's going to be 54 uh, degrees, which is <laughs> certainly abnormal considering we've had snow and cold and rain. Uh, over the last couple of years, providing a great dramatic backdrop to look, let's face it. I mean, it, it's still one of the few areas of college athletics where I'm not sure if there is a total purity to college athletics anymore, but the the Army Navy game still. I mean, look, these these folks are going professional in something else. You know, they're going professional in protecting our freedom uh, upon graduation every now and then. You know, someone like a Malcolm Perry, who, of course, played a couple of years in the National Football League who had a tremendous, maybe one of the best performances ever in the history of the Army-Navy game. But it's rare that one of these guys gets through to the National Football League on a regular basis, uh, but they do go pro in protecting our freedom. And whenever the world flashes the bad phone, because the world does flash the bad phone, and it's always for the United States, please come help. Uh, these selfless men and women that sign up to attend these academies um, will eventually be the ones that uh, answer that call and not only protect our freedom, but protect theirs as well. Right. And meanwhile, I'll be at Starbucks complaining about the color of my iced coffee, say there's not enough creamer in this. This is such <laughs> a hard road for me. So I do respect people who are actually fighting a battle and protecting our freedom. So let's talk about the matchup here. Clearly, we are expecting a lot of running the football and we're seeing a very low total here 27 and a half and this was the big storyline last year the under between these two teams was a perfect 16 and 0 in the last 16 matchups last year it finally went over so at 27 and a half are we expecting either side to put up some points here it, it took us overtime to get the over last year i think that should be noted right. as well um regulation did hit the under total but i think the one thing that that I'm the total makes me very curious here from this standpoint. Both teams have the ability to get explosive plays. Navy's Eli Heidenreich and Alex Tesca, lightning fast, probably the two fastest people on the field coming up in this game. Army's got nine guys that have a, a catch of 20 yards or more uh, during the course of the season. Now you flip that over. And you start looking at the defensive numbers. Navy's defense is number one in the country in shutouts uh, with three. Last year, Army virtually never moved the ball against them. It was a blocked punt that got Army even in the second half of that game last year and eventually put them in position uh, to win it in overtime. So you can you can weigh the scales each way. But I think Bryson Daly, the quarterback for Army, since he returned from injury, has played exceptional football. Last week, they even went back to their triple option and blowing out uh, Coastal Carolina. So I think it's going to be – I think the total – I mean, I know it's just like, you know, we with Iowa all year, you could depend on it. I think these two teams tomorrow are capable of getting into the high teens 
and maybe even hit 20 uh, in this game because of the quality that's come back at the quarterback position. Army missed daily for a while, and their offense was terrible. As soon as he returned, things perked up. Navy's had four different starting quarterbacks this year due to injury, and with Xavier Arline at least bringing some stability and an explosive ability himself, Navy has been better uh, with him at the quarterback spot being able to play a consistent game. So total's intriguingly low. I thought we might get 30-31 for this game. But uh, with the quarterbacks being healthy, I think that I think that total might be up here uh, coming up on Saturday. We're talking with Pete Medhurst, who is the play-by-play voice for Navy football. Midshipman, two-and-a-half-point dog here. You mentioned the quarterback play. What is the key for the midshipman to pull the upset? Uh, I mean, look, we, we, we've got to be consistent offensively. I mean, defensively, yeah. we're going to be good. Uh, that I don't doubt. Uh, offensively, though, we got to sustain drives. We, we've had the in, inordinate ability all year uh, to get inside the other team's red zone and commit a false start and then another false start. And then all of a sudden it's second and 25, and we're not going anywhere when it's second and 25, usually uh, without an explosive play uh, or some help from the defense at that point. It's very hard for any offense at that point to try and uh, you know get second and 25. That, to me, that's the biggest thing. We just, we just can't shoot ourselves in the foot uh, in this game, if we if we play pretty mistake free football, uh, I, I think Navy's got a great chance. As I said, the one thing that during that 14 year winning streak, we seemingly won all the time. We had, I thought, a, a speed advantage offensively. We just had faster people. And, and I think with Heidenreich and Tesca uh, in this game, our line at quarterback, I think we have that again. I think we've got the kind of speed necessary to make plays uh, offensively in this game so from that standpoint we just look when a guy's open we got to hit him I mean Jenks when we've hit open guys this year we've scored Mm -hmm. Uh, we've constantly had guys running open in the secondary it's just been a matter of can we protect the passer long enough for him to throw it or can that quarterback make an accurate throw to a wide open receiver I just saw where Bill Belichick is going to be the celebrity guest picker for college game day I didn't know he had any kind of ties to this game, but apparently he has some kind of tie where he is from Maryland. Did you know about this? Have you had any interactions or information there? Yeah. Steve Belichick, his dad was an assistant coach at Navy for 50 years. Uh, And he grew up, played, played at Annapolis high school uh, in Maryland. And uh, he will speak to the team actually tonight uh, at the team Mm -hmm. hotel uh, last week at uh, media day. Uh, he, him and Joe Cardona, who's the long snapper uh, for New England, who's a Naval Academy grad, uh, they spoke uh, to members of the team uh, and the captains at Media Day uh, last week in Foxborough. So, oh, no question, Bill Belichick's got massive ties uh, to the Naval Academy. And, you know, I mean, Bill has been down here because at the Annapolis Touchdown Club, we give an award in his father's name, not every year, but we only give it to select people. Um, and Bill has come down more often than not uh, to help present uh, that award. And what everyone sees as, we're on to Cincinnati, when you talk to him in a different environment and you talk to him in an environment like that and you sit there and you listen to him talk about football and you learn by just listening, and it's an amazing conversation. I've sat there with him and coaches uh, from Maryland and Navy at that touchdown club banquet, and you just learn so much about football. And he's a different guy there. I mean, he's got much more personality 
you know, off mic, so to speak, uh, than he gives you uh, on mic. Tremendous human being, and I know the Mids will be excited to uh, hear from him uh, coming up tonight. And as I said, his dad was an assistant at Navy for 50 years, so uh, definite uh, adhesive ties, I would call them, uh, to the United States Naval Academy. Pete, when you look back at this series and your time as the play-by-play man, what is your fondest memory or something that stands out when you look back at this game? No question, Malcolm Perry uh, running for 300 yards in 2019, scoring at the end of the game and making it – I mean, he, he goes over 300 yards on the touchdown run. He went over 2,000 yards for the season on the touchdown run. Navy won 31-7. That and, you know – Mike, I'm I'm an I'm an emotional guy, and when the teams at the end of the game stand behind each other and sing the other's alma mater, and clearly you want to sing second because that means your team won, and you see the emotion because, as I said earlier, for every one of these kids, with the exception of you know a one in five hundred chance, you know the this is the final time they're strapping on the pads if they're a senior. You know, at Navy, there is no fifth year. They don't get the extra COVID year. You know, Army and Air Force have finagled a way to have what they call turnbacks to get guys an extra semester. But at the Naval Academy, they don't do that. So it's four years and it's over uh, at the Naval Academy. And when you see those tears uh, and hoping that they're tears of joy at the end of a game, man, you feel it uh, when you see those kids standing behind each other with that mutual respect because – Eight months from now, those seniors are going to be on the same team. They're going to be fighting for our freedom. They might be an Army Ranger. They might be a sub uh, in a sub somewhere. You know, They might be a Navy SEAL in locales that we can't tell you where they are because it's such a secretive location. But, you know, I, I feel those, those are the kids that you feel for every year because they've been playing football in many cases since they were five and six years old, like we all started. And they know that this is the last time that they're going to put those pads on and compete, you know, with their brothers out there. And obviously the objective on Saturday is to sing second, because that means you'll have won. That is perfectly said. He is the play-by-play voice for Navy football, getting ready for Army Navy this weekend in Foxborough. It is Pete Medhurst. Pete, great stuff. And thanks so much for the time. I know you've been crazy busy back and forth. So thanks for waking up with us. Off to Quinnipiac to do basketball here in just a little while. Good Lord. (laughs) I, I think I'm tired. Thank you, Pete. Holy Lord, that's incredible. (sighs) I couldn't handle it. I'm so excited. I had no idea that this rivalry, this matchup, Army-Navy, is going to be in the district here next year. So I will be there. I am so jacked. I was just talking about bucket list. So D.C. and then Baltimore. Oh, I am in, Chelsea. I'm going to make plans now. It's wild what a stark contrast this game and these players have to – the scene of college football right now. Like, look at the transfer portal. How many kids are in the transfer portal right now? And how much Mm -hmm. money is at hand? And how easily kids transfer? And it just feels like it's, you know, you go to the highest bidder, which I respect. College kids Mm -hmm. deserve to get paid. But when it comes to this Army-Navy game, like, all of these kids are 100% in. I don't even want to call them kids. I think they're men, right? Yeah, absolutely. And if they aren't, then they don't have a choice because like Pete was talking about, what is next is defending our country and being a part of whatever military branch they are a part of. So 
that's where part of that emotion comes from. And, and what I love mm -hmm. truly is the respect between the two. And that's the one thing that ties Army and Navy together, as well as the Air Force Academy, is that win or lose. And yes, they want to beat each other. There is no question about that. There is clearly that common thread, that common bond that at the end of the day, we're always very respectful because your side and my side are actually on the side of our country and that's what makes it so very special and why the pageantry in this game and the emotion that you feel is just different from any other in college football coming up next oh it is the weekend and there is only one question remaining will chelsea continue her streak of betting player props in the nba in-season tournament that and the dogster coming up next it is a daily tip from bql presented by bet mgm stay right there Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to The Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Presented by that MGM. I'm Jinx live in DC. She is Chelsea Messenger live in Nashville, Tennessee. Best bets coming your way shortly. Chelsea, what is on tap this weekend? Busy day at Target, perhaps Home Depot, another birthday celebration for a three or four year old. What is happening? Well, I'm not too sure. I do want to take a nap today. That's number one on the list. Solid. Number two, I want to get a good workout in. And number three, I want to do something fun for Blake. I have been trying to set a list of priorities for each day because my dad sent me this like planner and I think Elon Musk uses it or somebody, you know, that's productive. And they said, if you write down the three things that you want to get done for the day and you really focus in on your top priorities, it is easier to be productive because this is similar to some of the bets that I'm trying to make. When you have so many options, it can be really overwhelming. And when you have a day and the day kind of gets away from you, if you don't have those three priorities let down, uh, written down, sometimes they can get uh, away from you as the day goes on. So I find it very helpful to make it clear what things I want to get done that day. And that way it is easier to accomplish said things. Wow. It's a nice little TED talk, Chelsea. I agree with that. I like that quite a bit. I start my day by making my bed. Accomplishment number one. Boom. You make Already your bed in the wind column. In the yes, morning? Yes, of course. Yes. Is Catherine not sleeping? Well, well, let me rephrase this. Catherine usually it depends on her work schedule, my schedule, but if it's the weekend or whatever, and she's up before me or whatever, whenever I have a chance, I always make the bed. First task of the day, just done, no matter what. I saw a Navy SEAL one time or a former Navy admiral give a graduation speech at Texas, my alma mater, and he was saying, first thing you should do every day is make your bed. You just knock something out, out of the park immediately. 
you get something done, you take care of something, your room is neat, boom, you, you've already accomplished something. And he gave a very inspirational speech, as you might imagine. But yeah, whenever I have a chance, I go ahead and make my bed. And at the very least, I've accomplished one task and go on from there. But I don't know. I think that's a good idea. That's good advice from your dad. I think a lot of it has to do with if you feel that little tinge of accomplishment from doing even the smallest of things, like mm -hmm. it gets you on a roll throughout your day. I think that's the concept, right? Because I can't make yes. my bed because my husband's still sleeping in my bed, so I can't really make it with him already sleeping in it. <laughs> like, do it. Step aside, honey. I'm going to make the bed. <laughs> but I get what you're saying, and I totally agree. So I am trying to do these things as I'm getting older. Because as you get older, you know, you try to be more productive and you're not just living by the seat of your pants, which I used to do. And it was fun. But now I got to be productive and I got to feel good about myself. I agree. Nothing but making beds and rum and eggnog from this point forward. Checklist. Just doing old checklist. Check, check, check. Coming up next on BetQL Daily, John Daigle from 444 and Bet Spurts will join the crew. If you missed our really great chat with Pete Medhurst, the play-by-play -play voice of Navy football and his perspective on the game, you got to check it out. Just download and subscribe to The Daily Tip wherever you get your pods. Chelsea, let's win the people some money. Time to place your bets. You have had an excellent week. That's my co-host. What do you got for us today? All right, plain and simple. We're taking the Chiefs on the money line at home over the Buffalo Bills. Getting a little conservative here, but it goes with the trend. The Chiefs straight up coming off a loss, 18-3 and in the Patrick Mahomes era. Anytime you're giving me the best quarterback in the league at almost a pick and price on the money line, I'm going to go with that team, plain and simple. Also, you look at the Bills here. The Bills certainly have the capabilities of playing with any team in the league, but also they are wildly inconsistent. And also, is this a team you want to trust if it comes down to the final possession? Look at their track record in overtime. It's not a team that has been great in these close game situations. Like this line indicates, I think Patrick Mahomes and company get the dub here. I will take the Chiefs on the money line, minus 125. Let's go. I'm going back to the ice. Blues money line minus 120 against the Blue Jackets. Oh, yeah. Columbus, they can't do anything right. This is one of the worst defensive teams in the league. On the back end of a back-to-back, -back, and it looks like they're going with Spencer Martin in net. He's allowed at least three goals in five of his last six starts. Blues have a massive advantage with Jordan Bennington between the pipes and St. Louis, a better face-off percentage as well. The Blues will be fresher. Good price here for a straight-up win. Blues money line minus 120 in Columbus. Ooh, hockey, hockey, hockey. Uh, now it's time to get to the third member of our Best Bets crew, the Magic 8-Ball. Let us gaze upon the glorious Magic 8-Ball. Shall it fade or tail these noble betters? <laughs> All right, eight ball, we got a lot to get to, so let's make it snappy. Let's go. Uh, my pick, Chiefs money line over the Bills. Do we like it? Eight ball says, uh, very doubtful. Hmm. Didn't know oh, the gross. eight ball was a Bills fan, but clearly there's something going there. All right, so how about the Blues on the money line over the Blue Jackets in the NHL? Eight ball says, as I see it, yes. Oh, well, if you're not going to support Chelsea 8-Ball, you can just forget about any laudits from me. 
All right. If you want to check out the eight ball, go ahead. Twitch.tv slash BetQL. Twitch.tv slash BetQL. Chelsea, what else is on the card? All right, next up, we're going to go with Titans' secondary running back, Tyjay Spears, over 20 and a half rush yards. We kind of saw the coming out party for Tyjay Spears last time around when Derrick Henry went down. But here's the thing. The Titans have to be conservative with the best player on their team as the season rolls on. So, yes, Derrick Henry is playing in this game, but still, Tyjay Spears in – uh, the small chances that he has gotten has been really effective. Averaging over five yards per carry, I think he gets more carries here because why would you run Derrick Henry in the ground in a season where you have nothing to play for? So Tajay Spears has been electric in the backfield. I think he can get at least 21 yards uh, in this game against the Dolphins. That doesn't really mean a whole lot. Uh, I guess this is Monday night's game. Maybe I should have waited. Uh, but still, I do like that one. That's a little preview. That's the other one I like for this slate in the NFL. Love it. little Friday preview. I got another hockey bet or two for you. Wild at the Oilers, over 6.5 minus 130. I expect the Oilers to win this game. Minnesota, again, back into the back-to-back. They're going to be tired. But there is so much offensive weaponry in this game. Wild averaged 3.22 goals per game. The Oilers averaged 3.43 more recently, however, Edmonton has averaged more than four goals per game in their last 11. Stuart Skinner has been better between the pipes for the Oilers. Mark andre Fleury should be a net for Minnesota. He has been on the struggle bus this season, a save percentage of only 8.84. Looks like a high-scoring Edmonton route. Wild Oilers over six and hook, minus 130. And along those same lines, Oilers three-way money line minus 115. Again, Minnesota is just going to be worn thin after playing the Canucks last night. Double D, here we go. Time for your big old double D to Jen Parlay. Let's get it. Easy with Double D's college football D Gen Parlay. Uh, do you know what a, a real degenerate does, ladies and gentlemen? There's only one FBS game this week. So what do I do? I go FCS, ladies and gents. That's right. I'm taking Montana, Uh minus 17 and a half. South Dakota State, minus 20 and a half. I'm taking North Dakota State on the money line. Idaho on the money line. I am playing the Army-Navy game, the under, of course. I'm also sprinkling in a little uh, NFL. I'm taking Texans, minus three and a half at the Jets. I'm taking the Chiefs' money line, and guess what? I'm taking the Eagles. That's right. The kryptonite of Dak Prescott is the Eagles. It will be shown again this week. All in all, total odds, 110 to 1. $10 wins you 1100 Let's go. Let's go. 110 to 1. Let's get it. Okay, time now for your BetQL five-star best bet. If you want the best insight possible on making educated bets, you get articles, insight, historical trends, the whole deal. Just download the BetQL app. Tonkster. Oh, Lord, at least you have your headphones on right. What do you got for us? Good morning. We were just talking about the military, and I'm ready for basic training. That's why I'm joining the Salvation Army. (sighs) Donkster, that is a charity. And what would you protect anyway? I'm going to protect our country's surplus of hay. 
<laughs> okay, just just please, just give us some bets, please, Doxter. Lions at the Bears, over 43. Bengals, laying a point and a half against the Colts. Minshew Mania comes to an end in Cincinnati. Okay, we don't need a lot of analysis. That's fine. Let's find out what's up next on BetQL Daily and bring in Joe Ostrowski. Joe O, good morning. How you doing? Happy belated birthday. Donkster uh, celebrate with you last night? A uh, little bit. He had uh, he bit. had a little cup of eggnog and he was out. He can't hold oh, his liquor. Yeah. <laughs> that surprises me a little bit. I, I would think the tolerance has built up over the years with, with the Donkster. Uh, obviously, a big uh, football Friday, uh, previewing the entire slate. Almost everybody back in action. Buys are done after this week. A lot going on. And, uh, and maybe, just maybe, I don't know if you guys saw it a couple weeks ago. This will come up. Aaron Hawksworth put out an uh, Instagram video about the Steelers getting the one seed. I don't think that's going to happen. Oh. <laughs> oh, low blow. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh, oh, what do you think the first segment's going to be? Come on. Oh, you got it. You got to lean into it. You got to laugh at yourself. We, we all get stuff wrong every day. Come on. It's fine. Oh, I love it. <laughs> okay, well, show says, question oh, of the Strasky day. goes low on the first punch of the match. Incredible. Yeah. You, uh, eggnog, yes or no? You got 10 seconds. I mean, once a year. Yeah, once a yeah, year. One, yeah, Still. once a year. Oh, oh yeah. man. We'll have to debate. Joe, thanks very much. We're out of time for this edition of the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM. For Chelsea, Bill Roland, Matt Pisani, David Double D Dykstra, and the doctor who will not be protecting our country. I'm Michael Jenkins. Have a great weekend and stay fit and humble. We'll see ya. You've been listening to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app.